This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. And we are off and running. My name is Adam Ritz. Jay Baker is on the telephone with me. Jay, how are you? I am doing great, Adam. I'm uh, calling you from my home studio next to my sleeping dog, who is a tribute to anybody that's thought about adopting a pet because she has been absolutely great and she's a good broadcaster. She really is. I mean, she's been your best intern that you've uh, ever had. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. And I could you say give that. her a dog biscuit and she'll work all afternoon. I can say that because I was at one time your intern uh, years ago. You probably have even forgot about that. But uh, I, if as long as uh, there's any other intern uh, besides me, I probably will not be the best intern you've ever had. So I, I don't mind at all sharing or coming in second to that title behind your your dog. And yeah, you're right. A great reminder to uh, adopt a pet. That's how uh, you got little uh, little cutie there, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Uh, My spouse was a big fan of uh, keeping up with dogs that were available. We were ready to add a fur baby to our household. And, you know, obviously it's not for everybody, but a pet, uh, there's many positive health benefits out of having a pet. And they are great family companions. There's no question about that. Well, as you can tell, uh, if you're new to the show, we like to work in our natural lives into the public affairs sphere. And it's no secret that Jay and I both love football. And Jay, I want to know if you've seen this um, television commercial during football season where uh, AT&T has um, developed technology to help deaf and hard of hearing football players with a special 5G helmet. Have you seen that TV commercial? I have not, but I love the idea. It's uh, it's pretty uh, amazing. And the first time I saw the the spot, uh, I was thinking this is fantastic, just a great commercial because it you know it's emotional. Uh, they weren't really trying to get me to buy cell phone service or any other product. It was uh, almost a, a public service announcement for the tech and the technology, their 5G service, and how they're using it for good. So I did a little uh, research on this uh, TV spot. And in fact, AT&T has partnered with Gallaudet University, which I am not familiar with. Uh, In fact, I don't know. It might be in uh, out of the country. I have no idea. Have you heard of Gallaudet University? I I have not. Uh, But AT&T partnered with Gallaudet University to develop this 5G connected football helmet that features a glass eyepiece. Uh, and for our listeners that have seen the TV commercial, they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's pretty cool. I mean, it looks like something out of Minority Report with Tom Cruise. He, so the quarterback, uh, the hard of hearing or deaf quarterback, um, is looking through his face mask, and he the, the glass eyepiece lights up with digital technology to relay the play from the coach digitally through the eyepiece. Once the quarterback has the call, you know, they, they communicate to the rest of the huddle what the play call is. And then that eyepiece, the digital uh, information that is visible to the quarterback, it disappears. 
so that that glass eyepiece is now just glass and right. it's you know it's transparent and they can see right through it and see the field so this kind of technology uh, is just AT&T says just the tip of uh, of the iceberg they can use this technology down the road to help uh, safety measures on construction sites with first responders so you know something as simple as uh, for a guy like me is uh, a cool football helmet uh, actually is has meaning behind it that is not only helping deaf players uh, but will lead to help uh, safety measures on construction sites and with uh, first responders so that's pretty cool yeah it's impressive what they can do with technology uh, there seems to be sort of, at, at least at this stage no limit as to what they can at least think about whether they can actually pull it off or not is is another thing but i'm with you that that's pretty cool because if you think about it a, a person that had uh you know was hearing impaired but was a great athlete that would have be, that would be a stopper for a lot of football programs yeah and just to i guess uh visualize this um eyepiece uh, it's very similar to uh, a few years back. Do you remember when Google uh, the eyegla- the Google glasses came out? They would I- call it Google Glass, and it was prohibitively expensive, but a very interesting idea. Yeah, so so the information appears on the glass lens uh, that you're looking at an inch away from your eye, and then you can refocus, you know, feet, yards, miles past the lens to look into the real world. So that's kind of the uh, technology, and it's uh, again, as a football fan, uh, it's pretty cool to see. And I guarantee you, Jay, now that you, we've talked about it, if you watch one game this weekend, you will see this commercial. <laughs> I will see that commercial. I absolutely know that is terrific. You know, one of the things that you and I kind of look forward to is um, we've always said this, and, and we're not saying it to be controversial. There's very few fun things in the news, and we tend to hear. Uh, kind of the dour side of life. But uh, here, this is, for me, a cause for optimism. Jimmy Kimmel is going to host the 2024 Oscars. Mm-hmm. So, you you know, not everybody loves Jimmy Kimmel, but at least he's a comedian, for crying out loud. So maybe the Oscars will have some comedy in them, <laughs> as you know. And I understand with these award shows, you know, we want to bring the pop proper bearing to them. We want to make sure that we're recognizing uh, everyone. But uh, sometimes with that inclusion comes this like almost like you're at a legal seminar uh, instead of an award show, which is supposed to have some entertainment. And if you think about it, the Oscars are honoring films and Adam, you and I are film buffs. When you watch a movie, what would you like to be? Possibly entertained? Well, yeah. When I go to see a film, I'd like to be entertained. Yes, yes. that is the answer. So we're we're having an award show for entertainment. Doggone it. Let's make people laugh. Uh, Kimmel um, is joining Whoopi Goldberg and Jack Lemmon as four-time hosts, and only Johnny Carson, Billy Crystal, and Bob Hope have hosted the ceremony more times. So believe it or not, hosting the Oscars four times uh, kind of puts you in an elite group. You know, those uh, Billy Crystal hosted Oscars were so good. Oh, I, they he, were so he was, good. He's so talented, just funny, comedian, singing, dancing. 
uh, just a, a guy that everybody can connect with and like and enter, you know like his entertainment. So uh, hopefully uh, Kimmel can pull that off too. Yeah, fingers crossed. 96th Oscars will be held on March 10th. And let's have some entertainment about entertainment. And speaking of entertainment, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. You're going to get a chance to see it free this upcoming weekend. So hopefully by the time you hear the show, there will still be some time left for you to go to Apple TV+. Plus and watch a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. You know, uh, I think there was a little brouhaha of a couple of years ago when it went to a streaming service. The streaming service said, yeah, well, it's part of our regular channel lineup. So if you want to see it, you got to join the streaming service and you can kind of see where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. But you and I know it's a little bit of a bah humbug when you got the family around at Thanksgiving and you want to see Charles Brown, my friend. Well, and that's just family traditions. You've got the great oh. pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and then there's the, the Christmas special. Uh, and once those shows were not on broadcast television for free for the entire world to watch, uh, like you said, they were on in part of a streaming platform. You had to pay for the platform. Uh, it is now, uh, and I heard a little bit about this. That, so now you, they're releasing it. The streaming platform is sharing it. You can watch it for free this Thanksgiving yeah, weekend. He, Where at now? Here, here's how it works. Apple TV Plus. So that's the streaming service you have to go to. Now, uh, if you want to watch a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, you get a chance to see it for free with the caveat that the link is for a seven-day free trial. Now, the seven-day free trial is a legit seven-day free trial. But you and I know what happens on day eight. That's why (laughs) if you want it to be a totally free thing, uh, you'll have to take the additional step of going, "Uh, that trial was fine and I would prefer not to continue. I have to admit, every single free trial that I've tried, uh-huh. I not only ended up paying for, but I'm still paying for them. <laughs> <laughs> you it, still haven't figured out how to it, make it stop. Yeah, I haven't figured out how to opt out, and half of them I don't even know exist. And, they, and at the end of the month, I get a bill, and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> uh, it's so funny. One of my favorite new uh, streaming services, and this is not to promote any one brand over another, but it's literally called Free V. The the thing is, it's got some great old television shows on it from the 70s and 80s, and it's free. Well, of course, you know, once you're free V, you could never, ever, ever charge. So hopefully they're content with their uh, with their streaming model. The only thing about some of these free streaming models is you do tend to pick up quite a few commercials. Yeah. Which, you know, not always great, but I, uh, at least you can get the service for free. I gave up on one of them. I, I did watch one. I can't even remember what it was called, but they would insert their advertisements like not between scenes. There's, you know, a fade to black is a perfect place to put an advertisement. They would, you know, the main character would be mid-sentence and then they'd go to ah. a commercial. <laughs> yeah, that is not a, a skillful way to present no. the commercial. So hopefully Free V uh, is a little more artful in where they place the ads. And, and I think that's important to mention. I've never heard of that platform. And you know, with it's kind of cool. Uh, they they picked up uh, a lot of the Hulu uh, and Amazon Prime stuff that had sort of run its course. 
So it's got a pretty good channel lineup. And because many of the shows that they show are older format shows, there's actual commercial breaks that were cut into those shows when they were originally produced. So to free these credit, they actually put the spots in where they're supposed to. No, that's, you know, with today's finances and economics and everybody, I I just read that uh, the average family household is spending $750 per month more today than they were a year ago. Yeah. So anywhere we can save money is good. Uh, Thank you, Jay, for that recommendation. Free V. I am certainly, when I get out of the radio studio today, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, you'll actually, it'll put a smile on your face because it's got some of the old campy 70s and 80s shows. Uh, now, Adam, you're kind of an impulse guy in a in a positive way. Uh, are you the kind of guy you find an article of clothing in a store, you, you kind of check to see that it fits and everything? So you just throw that baby in the bag, and when you get home, you pop it on right away. Are you that kind of guy? Uh, I, I do tend to wash it first, uh, ah. but that's usually, I, I think I know, I smell where you're going with this, but I, I don't wash it for any sort of germ reason. I, I wash it to get the, uh, the wrinkles and the folds out of it. See, there you go. And that's not a bad idea. And I have also heard that sometimes, uh, clothing and, you know, I think some of these stories are apocryphal a little bit, but I had heard that certain countries might treat uh, clothing uh, in a way with uh, insecticides or whatever, so they don't inadvertently ship over some buggies or whatever uh, to the United States. So part of the reason was, hey, just uh, to be on the safe side, you don't know how the cloth was treated before you bought it you might want to launder it like you said uh things that are folded and creased you'd launder them to kind of remove those but uh the good people from the detergent brand tide laid out that because articles of clothing in stores could be tried on by other people that just for hygiene's sake you might want to launder those clothes. They didn't go into depth, but they just said, if you think about it, not everybody is the cleanest person on the planet or has the best personal habits. And you kind of don't know who tried that shirt on before you did. I'm just saying. It is true. I mean, I can tell you (laughs) that uh, if if I tried on the shirt uh, over the weekend – uh, in my uh, Saturday afternoon uh, attire uh, between games, uh, you're going to want to take, and I didn't buy the shirt, and you end up buying the shirt, you're going to want to watch that. Just trust me. Uh, there might be, uh, yeah, there might be some ketchup somewhere uh, on that shirt. Although I do have to laugh that, that this, uh, you know, detailed, in-depth study of hygiene and germs and clothing that you need to wash your clothes before you wear them after you buy them at a store was done by Tide. Well, of course. <laughs> of course. There and may be some ulterior motive to sell some Tide is what you're angling at. Huh? Yeah. That, you know, it, it is a, a bit of a, we'll file this under common sense. Um, well, I, I, I view it another way. Tide is just very concerned about my well-being. They do care. They do they care, care about you. deeply. <laughs> yeah, they don't care if you're using all or Clorox or Snuggle, just as long as you're cleaning your clothes. 
That's right. Just keep them clean, baby. Uh, you know, they always tell you nowadays uh, a college degree is not necessarily a one size fits all. And you and I know that sending kids off to school can be very expensive. So you want to kind of shop around, look and find uh, practical degrees. Well, here's one. If you're particularly good at uh, drinking a certain beverage, you could get a master's degree in brewing beer. No. Yes. Auburn University in Alabama now offering a master's degree in beer brewing science and operations. Well, you know. Yeah. First uh, of its kind in the United States. There's enough uh, micro breweries uh, around the world. I mean, just remember when uh, when you were in college, uh, maybe a, a few years before I was in college. I mean, back in those days. There were bars for sure, taverns, corner pubs, but I mean, there was not a brewery every five feet the way no. there is now. So, yeah, I can absolutely see that being a course of study. Yeah, I mean, in other words, it has some practicality because uh, brew pub uh, saturation has gone up quite a bit, and America does enjoy its beer. Uh, we've had some other programs about the fact that it's fine to enjoy some beer as long as you do it responsibly. And I think most people would share that sentiment. But you could actually uh, get a master's degree in brewing beer at Auburn University in Alabama. Uh, and not to particularly tout for Auburn, but the weather is very nice in Alabama. Now, when you're <laughs> telling your parents that you're going to go to college and, and get your master's in brewing, uh, what is your undergraduate degree in, and how do you explain that to your parents? <laughs> ah, see, that's uh, there you go. It's under the, the Master of Science uh, curriculum, so presumably you would get some type of technical-oriented degree before you got your master's in brewing. I mean, I had uh, a, I was a double major in communications and English, and I feel like I got my at least a minor in some sort of beer activity. <laughs> so what you're saying is you could have added that third mind. I, I wonder if my credits from back then will get me into Auburn's graduate program of microbrewing. Don't they, doesn't Auburn discount it a little bit if you've got a lot of beer receipts? Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, maybe uh, if you can, in your application, if there's a picture of you with a, a beer can pyramid behind you in the living room, <laughs> you get in. Well, and, and Auburn says, get this master's degree uh, in a responsible manner. Yeah. Don't uh, don't do something silly. North Suburban Gurney, Illinois, has a teacher that is in the Guinness Record Book. You never think that you know educators would set Guinness World Records, but Paul Duritz teaches social studies at Woodland Middle School. He has taught for fifty three years. Are you kidding me? F yeah, in fifty three years as a teacher. I mean, does he know he's allowed to retire and uh, live out his days on a beach? He, well, that puts him in his mid to late 80s? Yeah, well, the, he's 79. So, yeah, your math's pretty good. Uh, he's actually been named by the Guinness World's Record as the longest working social studies teacher in the world. Wow. And Durrett says he has no intention of retiring anytime soon. Now, 
I'm sure the guy's a, a bit of a legend, obviously he set the record, but wouldn't it be ironic if he wasn't a particularly good teacher? Just, he's just been there a long time. <laughs> he's just a little, little dry during the lectures. I'm just saying nothing serious, just something, you know, where you go, Oh, not this again. I'm thinking maybe he was like Milton from office space and they actually <laughs> fired him 35 years ago. He just keeps showing up. He's got a red stapler on his desk. They fixed the glitch. Uh, <laughs> well, good for him. Congratulations. So, Paul Duritz, 53 years, not going to retire anytime soon. So, just think every day he shows up at work, he's just putting the record out of reach for anybody else. Well, I was just going to say that record's going to stand forever because every middle school teacher <laughs> listening to the show right now is like, I would rather blow my head off than teach these little <laughs> monsters for 53 years of my life. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, 53 years of middle school. I'm guessing, you know, with due respect, even the lunch isn't that great there at the school. So, you know, I'm not saying it's a bed of roses. Okay. All right. It's a lot of work. Uh, This is kind of a serious story, but it, it underscores what you and I have chatted a lot about with social media. Social media posts uh, tend to become very permanent, even if deleted, because somebody may have a copy of it or it may show up later on a server. And we've always talked about that you have to be careful if you are a young person and you are in an alcohol situation where you're imbibing alcohol because it lowers your inhibitions. Well, um, here's some people that took some pictures. Uh, They were stored on the cloud. Now they were, these pictures were taken uh, to provide before and after photos of patients at a Las Vegas plastic surgery office. However, somehow or other, their server got hacked And about a dozen women have filed a lawsuit against this plastic surgery association saying that the clinic didn't do enough to protect their private and personal information. So these pictures apparently made it to the Internet. Cybersecurity is uh, is so important uh, in, you know, current day life, uh, whether it's social or professional and not just your own responsibility of what you're posting, but. Again, it's, you know, you need to think about the security, uh, the IT security of everything you do online, even if you think it's not your responsibility, i.e. at work or with your, um, uh, well, medical professions, uh, doctors. I mean, obviously HIPAA laws and all those exist already, but you just never know with cyber... Maybe it's a question you should ask your uh, your physician, your plastic surgeon. What is what do you do to to make sure you have uh, IT security? And if Just they look at you, these, yeah. if they look at you cross eyed, like oh, we didn't even think about that. Then you know where they stand and how important cybersecurity is to them. Well, and you do understand the intent of this. Why a plastic surgery company would do before and after photos? Sure. And you and I know that. You know, if it's uh, somebody's gone in to perhaps get their nose worked on or something, that wouldn't have the sensationalism of, hey, look at this picture of, you know, somebody that you know without their top on. And that's kind of what happened here. Uh, You actually, I kind of feel bad for all parties involved because, Mm -hmm. as you said, cybersecurity has become a huge issue. It's ironic this happened in Las Vegas because there was recently a large 
I think they call them a hijack hack mm-hmm. where they'll go into the mainframe of a large casino, shut down all the computer functions, which means everything from time clocks for employees to door keys at the hotel uh, to how the roulette wheel rolls. All that is controlled through a computer and two or three Russian hackers managed to hold a couple of casino companies and uh, they paid a lot of ransom money. Yeah, they held it hostage and there was a ransom to for the hotel chain and uh, the casinos to get access back to their own computer system. It's just amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. So just be ultra aware. And I guess the trickle down to this is be super aware that even with something as simple as your home laptop, there's a lot of information on your home laptop. And while you are not uh, MGM casino in Las Vegas, uh, you, you would be inconvenienced at uh, at best and uh, possibly financially ruined at worst. So be aware. You know, we always bring this up occasionally. I'll bring it up now. It kind of fits. We talk about the uh, scam alerts. Um, it seems like every, at least every third or fourth show, we do a scam alert. And usually it's because one of us has received one. And I had a, a really good scam alert recently that uh, I saw in the news a couple of days after I got it. And it almost got me. It almost got me. Wow. So I, uh, I received this, um, this notice, this email from uh, UPS. And it says that the package uh, cannot be delivered. And, you know, they want me to hit this link to find out why the package can't be delivered and how to get how to get the package delivered. And I saw on, uh, you know, one of the major news broadcasts, um, they did a story on this particular scam and how people think that they have something that someone is trying to send them and that they can't get the package. So they click the link to provide their information so they can get the package because everybody loves to get presents. Everybody loves to get mail and you love to get a present in the mail. Uh, We're all addicted to Amazon and having a box on our porch. So, you know, what better way to get somebody to click a link than to tell them the package can't be delivered until you click this link? Well, for me, I had just boxed up a bunch of stuff to send to my oldest daughter for her birthday. So I had sent a package to her. And within, oh. you know, within 48 hours, I get this email that says the package cannot be delivered. And I just, I kind of reversed it. I thought they were telling me the package that I was sending could not be delivered until I click this link and finish the process or whatever. And right before I actually click the link, I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't, you know, this doesn't look exactly, uh, you know, legitimate, I guess. Um, So I waited a day and called my daughter and said, hey, um, let me know if you get a package for me. And like within the next half a day, she got the package. So I knew that's when I knew for certain this was a scam. But it's just another uh, example of how far these people go to try to fool normal everyday citizens that are just trying to get through their day and you're just trying to right. clean up your email box and you're just going through your email and there's a friend from from uh, grade school and there's a cousin you haven't talked to in a while here's a bill you need to pay and here's a, a message from the UPS telling you that the package can't be delivered 
you just got to be on your toes when you're getting these emails because they'll do and say anything to get you to click the link and give them some of your private information. No, you're absolutely correct. And as you said, uh, as we get busy in our day-to-day thing, it they do this particular kind of scam because just enough people have either mailed packages or they're waiting for packages to arrive. So you're thinking, well, heck yeah, I want that package to arrive, you know, and you know, you press on a link and next thing you know. Yeah. And it's got me so, you know, skeptical that like even when I get a text from my dad that says, hey, will you come over here and help me air up my tires on my car? I won't do it because I'll think it's a scam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think it's a scam. Then later your dad is like, hey, champ, my like, tires were are flat. He's like, I'm 82 years old. Are you going to help me air up my tires or what? And I'll be like, oh, I, I didn't think that was a real message. I thought that was a scam. <laughs> yeah. It's family members scamming other family members. Everyone says that. Uh, you probably have noticed, Adam, there's probably a few leaves in your yard. There certainly are plenty in mine. But you'll be pleased to know that uh, National Wildlife Federation naturalist David Mazuski, and he knows his stuff, says that you could just go ahead and leave your leaves. In fact, raking your yard may not be necessary, and not raking may even be good for the environment. Now, if he emailed me and said, don't rake your leaves, I would not <laughs> think that was a scam. That is a legitimate yeah. email, and I'm leaving it's my leaves all over my lawn. All right, Jay Baker, thank you so much for uh, the great information uh, for our fans and listeners. Uh, if you want to check out this show in podcast form or any of our recent broadcasts, you can do so on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.